something old, man Logan, something all new, Wolverine, something borrowed body by Doom, something blue. Nightcrawler booty. Welcome to episode 24 of the Mutant Musings podcast. It's the middle of May, so we'll be discussing some new comics and some classic comics. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me as always is my stripperoki partner for life, Patty. Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on geekade.com or 1 million to save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook. Leave us some feedback on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. Come look at some of our favorite X-Men and X-Men related images. And that X doesn't just stand for the X gene, but it's also a warning about our sometimes X-rated language. Why, just last episode, there were mentions of anal penetration. Yay! So hopefully you've already shooed the kids away, otherwise you're going to be dealing with some very awkward questions about anal penetration. And you might want to keep the kids away from Google for a while in that case. Or they're going to develop some fetishes. That's okay. Don't kink shame. I'm never. You're literally never. the last person who should be kink shaming anyone. Don't kink shame me. So, so should we just dive right into it or should Let's... we talk about our day? Let's uh, <laughs> let's dive into that anal penetration. Yeah. Uh, so speaking of anal penetration, we went to an anime convention today. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I cosplayed Present Mike from My Hero Academia, which is basically X-Men the anime, Only... but gayer. <clears throat> yeah, and not good. Uh... Um, okay, excuse you. <laughs> You're going to cosplay Daddy next time. Yeah. Daddy Zawa. Yeah, so, no, we're, we're a little bit more exhausted than normal, but that's fine. That's why we have our fucking Monster Energy drinks. But it, it was a good time. It was a small little convention, but they were definitely not prepared for the enormous amount of people that wanted to go to this convention. Like, I get that this is, uh, what was this, Castle Point yeah. anime, uh, and it's the first time they're in this location, but we, we are in North eastern new jersey we're literally like 15 20 minutes outside of new york city this is one of the most densely populated areas of the country right and they had like four booths open to get people in and there were thousands and thousands and thousands of people so we literally waited online just fucking standing around penetrating each other's anuses for like an hour and a half true and so by the time you get to the front of the line it's just like well fuck like uh, i'm tired dick's tired butt's tired yep i just want to go home now but uh no it was it was it was a good time all right so the first comic we want to get out of the way is the x-men wedding special which is perfect because it coincides with the royal wedding that happened today yeah i was uh <laughs> i was just like telling jonathan i was on facebook and i'm just like oh my god i'm tired of seeing all this stupid fucking wedding shit and he's like yeah we can talk about that on the podcast and i was like <laughs> why would we talk about the royal wedding on the podcast and i don't he was know like oh that wedding. The fucking, the one of them, he's a ginger, right? I mean, you yeah. know, he's kind of a mutant. Yeah, you that's know what I mean? true. And fucking, what's her name? Queen Elizabeth was just in uh, X-Men True Friends, which is something that we're going to be talking about in a minute. She literally was. You didn't Great. You didn't go read it, did you? I did not. Oh my God, it was the stupidest fucking ending I've ever read in my life. Um, all right, so yeah, let, let's, let's, let's start with the X-Men wedding special. Um, let's dive into the anus. So for those of you who don't know, uh, Shadowcat and Colossus are, are getting married. Spoilers. So they they put out this issue, which I just, you know, we'll get into it, but I, I personally don't think it was very good. Uh, I check a lot of comic book news online, and one of the sites that I, I, I frequent is newsrama.com, and they gave it a 1 out of 10 in their review of it, which I thought was kind of funny. I don't think it deserves like a 1 out of 10, but still, it was not very good. So we've got three stories 
kind of crammed into one fucking book and three dicks one anus right exactly it all comes back to the anal penetration right kids right uh so yeah and none of them were particularly good i think the third story was probably that the was best my favorite. it was all right but like this first one you know oh chris claremont oh he's writing an x-men story fucking awesome no, it was basically just a recap of Shadowcat's life with the X-Men, but mostly just stuff that he's done, like mostly in instances that he's written her. Obviously not the Astonishing X-Men arc that they touched on with her being in the bullet. So first of all, one of, one of my first gripes with this is not even the fact that it was like silly and sappy, but she's thinking about her time in the bullet and how she got rescued, and she literally says, but then rescue came. I'm like, first of all, Magneto no. came. Magneto saved you. Like, he, no, no, he no. literally fucking saved, saved Magnet you. Magnet Daddy came. Well, technically, no. Because if you want to go with that quote, <laughs> rescue came, like, okay, so non X Men related, but Pepper Potts has donned Iron Man armor and called herself rescue. So I'm like, if she came, where are the picks? Of Gwyneth Pouch. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna stop there before she sues us. But um, yeah, I mean, Mutant Musings poll of the of the month. Who wants to see uh, Gwyneth Paltrow? Never mind. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Side note: Who wants to see Magnet Daddy come? Okay. So if you had a choice, Magneto or Gwyneth Paltrow. As Pepper Potts, all right? Wait, so, wait, are we going to talk about, like, comic book Magneto or the fucking hot guy from the movie? Well, you, you, which hot guy? Let's, okay, let's which, be real. Okay, okay, so there's two hot guys. What Fassy? are their names? Fassy, yeah, Fassy. Everybody loves Fassy. Fassy or, or Sir yes. Ian McKellen. Yes, Sir Ian McKellen is so hot. So I... I'm I, getting that out there. He's I, hot. It, that's fine. And he's an attractive guy. So, yeah, so there's the poll. Uh, Gwyneth Paltrow, Fassy... Or Sir Ian McKellen. Because when we talk about Ian McKellen coming, we have to put the Sir in there to make it legit and like highbrow. Uh, So anyway, moving on to comic books. I had never read X-Men True Friends before, which is where this guy is from, Alice Dare. I'm probably butchering it because it's uh, Scottish and I don't don't know what they do with letters. That sounds like a fucking like anime name or like a fire emblem name like alistair or you know it could be alistair it could very well be alistair that's not how i would imagine it being spelled but if you let let me do this with my mouse and my keyboard let's just separate that and then let's just separate that and now we have alas d hair oh i like that (laughs) see what i did yeah alas d hair you know that's kind of like a sad ending to something, you know? Yeah, she I mean, tore you his should, pants off. You should shape that. She was ready to go, but alas, yeah. D hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, this was something that Chris Claremont wrote. I think it was in 99, and it was a very silly story. We're not going to get into it. Uh, Patty didn't bother reading it. I don't blame her. I just did it for shits and giggles. It was not very good. It didn't really make any sense at all. The first two issues were fun. The third issue was awful, and it ended so stupidly. Yeah, literally, Queen Elizabeth was in it. She She's one of the heroes of the fucking story. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> so this all ties back to the fucking weddings. So yeah, but this this I, you just throw this guy in here, the Alice D. Hare, who was only in three issues ever that I'm aware of, anyway, 
And we're supposed to feel something for him because they had like a little sort of not even a fling in X-Men True Friends. So this Claremont story was just so subpar and just so upsetting. Like, I like a lot of the stuff that he did early on in his X-Men career. Um, and we got to give the guy credit where credit's due. Like, he helped put the X-Men on the fucking map. But And even with Todd Nock's art, which is great, like, this was just not a good story. Um. Okay, so... This story, I feel like, was just kind of filler fluff kind of stuff. Right. You know, I think it was cute for her to be, like, recollecting uh, her life and stuff to just kind of be like, yeah, all of this nonsense happens, but, like, at the end of the day, I still love Colossus. Yeah. And, like, even though I'm having cold feet or whatever, you know, I just think it was cute. And I'm... I really like fluff. Like, <laughs> you no, know, like, um... Like, you know, like, couple fluff. Instead of just like, <laughs> you know, just like, like, I don't want to read Bring like them to, like hardcore fucking, you know, I like it back to, to the D hair. Yeah. The, the couple fluff. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's what like some fanfics is called. Like, you know, fluff, you know, it's just like two of them just being like, oh, you're so cute. I love you. That kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah I get you. It makes your heart feel fuzzy. No. If you yes, if your heart feels fuzzy, you should go to the emergency room. Yeah, no, you you definitely should go to the emergency room. <laughs> hang up and call 911. But uh, I get I get what you're saying, and you know, I mean, a lot of the time I'm glad when we have differing opinions because it makes this more interesting. But I, I did not like this. Um, but moving on to the next story, which there's almost nothing to say about. This was, I mean, speaking of a filler story, it was cute. It, what so with the was... fight with the demon in the casino with all the guys? So okay, first of all, yes. Lots of guys, demon, yes. No, okay, so this story was following Colossus's planned bachelor party. And, you know, Gambit was there and Nightcrawler was there. So I figured Gambit's there, you know, strip club, obviously, right? But I, I have to give props when props is due that Colossus refused to go to a strip club. Yeah, no. Because he said it was, like, cheating or whatever. And I totally agree with that. And... You know, was I don't remember who it was who said to him, like, well, what do you want to do or whatever? And he's like, honestly, if it was up to me, I would (laughs) just spend the time with Kitty. And I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. Like, if I have a bachelorette party, I want Jonathan to be there with me (laughs) because, like, if I'm going to be having fun, I want him to have fun with me. Like, it is sweet. I'm fucking cute. (laughs) So it was it was funny, though. They go to this fucking casino that's run by, like, demons or something. It's got, like, this dark ass aura and looks like a fucking, like gothic chapel or something yeah no it was oh so it looked like wong you know uh stranger's manservant uh wong i don't know who that is he you remember him from the movie the oh, Asian dude? Yeah. yeah but he's actually like you know like friends with stephen strange in the in the comics he's been around for a while but it, it seemed like he owned the casino and it wasn't run by demons although there was a lot of fucked up people there but it was like this demon from the negative zone just happened to work there oh okay yeah and then um he was getting fired because he was talking shit to humans I thought this I thought was kind of funny. He's like, humans are rude and entitled, not to mention weak. And I'm like, this sounds like Patty. <laughs> it does sound like Patty, honestly. And then uh somebody mentioned like X-Men or whatever, and he was he like pissed, yeah. he was like, Are you associated with the X-Men or whatever? And oh, yeah. they're like, bitch, I am an X-Men. Yeah. So is so this fought. guy. So is so is this guy. Right. So, so is this guy. Yeah, so they fought, and uh, you know, that was kind of dumb but it was such that, that and that's my thing it was such a brief fight there wasn't really a whole lot 
there. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to do a fight here, like, it could have been bigger, you know? But, of course, we have Greg Land, who, I'm sorry, I, I yeah, can't stand this, him. Everybody was just, like, smiling. making the oh, same smiling. fucking smiley Ugh. face. It was so gross. Ugh. So, yeah, this is, that's my thing. Like, if you want to do this and you want to have a fight, like, make the panel smaller, include more of the characters in it. I like the reference at the end, you know, about Logan letting that fight between the Juggernaut and Colossus happen to teach him a lesson a long time ago. But this story was only, like, a few pages, and it was like, next to nothing happens. I get that you thought that Colossus, you know, was being cute here, and, like, I agree. But it was just, this was, like, the epitome of a filler story because it didn't even have all of... The backstory, like Claremont's, um, like Claremont's story did. You know what I mean? So this, this was basically just useless for me. So like the last story was actually okay. So this one was following the bachelorette party. Yeah. This was funny. And yeah, so Peter said, who plans this? If it's, <laughs> if it's rogue, then you can't then, go. Then no. If it's, if it's Aurora, then and maybe. You maybe. Can go. <laughs> So all the girls are there wearing like their party clothes and whatever. And it turns out to be, they're just like, oh yeah, it's karaoke. And they get there and it's stripperoke. Stripperoke. And it was Storm's idea. Yes. I fucking that loved that. But also at the same time, she shouldn't have gone to fucking stripperoke. Yeah. Well. Especially, you know, double standard. Yeah, I agree. Um, but there, but when you, when you actually like look at the audience in there, it was, from what I remember, it was almost completely female. Yeah. When Aurora was up on stage, there were, like, two dudes who were shirtless, but it was almost completely female. Yeah, and I think Storm even mentions that it was, like, co-ed or whatever, and she was like, yeah, we're the X-Men, we're inclusive. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But really, like, the, the point of this was another throwback, because Callisto manages to kidnap Kitty and um, basically just warn her about hurting Colossus, how Callisto will come after her. It was still a cute story. I still kind of liked it. Uh, my favorite part was the giant bottle of champagne, and it took me a second to realize who it was. It yeah, it said it took- from EF, and I sent Jonathan <laughs> a text, and I'm like, who the fuck is EF? And he was like, oh my god. <laughs> and I was like trying to think, like, maybe it's one of her past lovers, maybe, like, who the fuck is this? And I was thinking, like, men... And I couldn't think of anybody, yeah. and I was like, was it Magneto? Eric? No. <laughs> what? Eric Fassi. Yeah. I was like, is it Eric Fassi? Who, who is this? And yeah, Emma Frost. Yeah, so that, that made me very happy. Yeah, so this story was all right, and I feel like it could have been better if it had been maybe a little bit longer and had a little bit more happen. Like if this had been like the really big uh, points of this wedding special, but altogether, this issue wasn't that great. wasn't really worth the money. Um, like I said, I didn't really like the first two stories. This last one was pretty good, but I'm glad to hear that you you liked it more than I did. Yeah, I did like it. Um, I do have an issue with the ship in general. I mean, I think okay, it's cute, it's fluff, whatever. But you know, it is still problematic, even though Kitty is obviously an adult now. <laughs> When oh, yeah. they met, she was 13. Yeah, he was what, like 18? Yeah, he was like <laughs> 17 or 18. And that is very problematic. And he would always say, like, you know, I'll wait for you or whatever. But yeah. that's fucking creepy. It, like, it is that's a bit creepy. That's weird. And, like, I know that she was constantly, like, throwing herself at him. Oh, like, yeah. literally, like, <laughs> kissing him. On the cheek, hey, sexy. Yeah, on the cheek, calling him sexy, saying that he was hot, whatever. But, like, I'm like, maybe this wasn't an issue, like, back in the day. 
or as much of an issue back yeah. in the day, especially that's, that's because, it. you know, men would see this and be like, well, you know, she wants it. So and, it's not rape. And look at like, you know, like, it, this brings us back to like a, a, a big theme, like especially in the entertainment industry overall, but more so like in comics, especially at the time this was happening. Look who was in charge of all this. Yeah. It was all dudes. Yeah. It was, it was all dudes. Like there were a couple of women working for Marvel at the time, but not in like these head writer positions, editorial positions. So it was dudes. And like, they thought that this was okay. And yeah, it, it is creepy and it is problematic. I think that they did this now just to rival DCs and not that I'm following it, but I know it's happened. I'm sure you do too. Batman and Catwoman. Oh, now, right. Yeah. You know, I think that this, this was to rival that. Honestly. Okay. So I saw this, but I didn't fact check it. I saw somebody say this in an X-Men group on Facebook that Claremont said that Kitty was the love of Rachel's life. Obviously, that's there's some romanticism behind that because you're not going to be like, I'm not going to say, oh, this friend of mine, she's the love of my life. That's not very straight. I would I would really like to see her with either Magic or Rachel. Wait, wait, wait. What? Sorry. Chris Claremont said in an interview last year that he intended for Rachel to be the love of Kitty's life. Okay, so live fact checking. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it looks like that's um, that's what Chris Claremont intended. Yeah, that Rachel to be the love of Kitty's life. Claremont attempted to establish Kitty as queer in two thousand three, but it never became a part of Marvel Comics canon. So that's interesting. And and um, you know, I mean, let's again, we gotta look back at the time in the you know uh, when Rachel came around, like mid eighties. Yep. Something like this was not going to happen. You know, they could hint at it, and pretty much no more than that. Because look at my, was, look at Mystique and Destiny. Yeah, too. exactly. Same what I was gonna say. fucking yeah. thing. Same fucking thing. Just let them. <laughs> just let them be gay. We can't. And just like, let them eat pussy. And you couldn't do that back then. So how are you going to try to make that happen now? And that that kind of stinks because you kind of rob that potential. So anyway, so they're getting married. Um, I don't know if this is going to be like a thing going forward that they're really going to focus on, have kids or whatever, end up getting divorced or some shit like that. Who knows what's going to happen? But again, I really think this was just to rival Batman and Catwoman. I don't really mind this so much, but for the purposes of this issue, it was nah. So moving on, uh, we're going to be talking about the two uh, Hunt for Wolverine issues that came out, the number ones. There's not a lot that I have to say about them because not a lot happened, nor do I think either one of them was particularly spectacular. Hunt for Wolverine, The Claws of a Killer. I did not like <clears throat> at all. It was kind of interesting to see, um, you know, Deken and Sabretooth and Deathstrike kind of get together and talk for a bit and like you know they're gonna go out and work together and get to the bottom of what's going on with wolverine basically just so that they can kill him but um you know why did logan kill this guy in the power station like is somebody really using him like how like i get we're supposed to still be in the dark about all of this but it's just kind of like a what the fuck moment and like when they finally reveal what's actually happened to him, I'm probably going to have forgotten that this shit in the power station happened to begin right. with. Yeah. Was this radiation? Are they all are they doing nuclear tests? They're zombies. Oh, okay. Deken's healing isn't working. Was it because of the radiation? I I don't know. The story was just kind of weird. It wasn't really bad, but I just kind of read it and I'm like, all right, so that happened. Yeah, there was like a bar and then like everybody just died and then they came back as zombies and then Ken's like, I'm going to kill daddy. 
Yeah. And I'm like, okay, listen, you little bitch. You fucking deserved everything that daddy gave to you. deserved to be drowned in that shallow fucking puddle of water. Yeah. He was being an evil, apocalyptic piece of shit at the time. Yeah. And, you know, Dekan had this, like, flashback of being drowned or whatever. And I was like, bitch, I would have drowned you in your own fucking cum, okay? I don't know how I should feel about that. (laughs) How would he have came? I don't know. Would it have been would it have been a rescue come? <laughs> if, if it's a rescue come, don't try to stop. Don't try to hide your laughing. It's, it's fine. It's so ugly. What's so ugly? It's My not laugh. ugly. I literally turn up the volume oh, so it can be caught on the stop. microphone. No, I mean if it's a rescue come, I still can't forgive it. You can yeah. you can hang up and dial nine one one. You know what I mean? Like we've already for established erections lasting over four hours. <laughs> right. Call to Ken. Right. He'll help you out. The rescue come. Right. Uh, anyway, what the fuck are we talking about? All right. So, yeah, like, I, I get we're supposed to be in the dark about what's going on with Wolverine. Like, this is just a setup issue, but I, I did know. not I did... give a shit. Yeah. Sabretooth is getting more evil. Deken is bipolar. And some, some series he's good. And some series he's oh, man. bad. Who cares at this point? I mean, you know, whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm curious to see where this goes. I really am. As much as I just felt so, like, bleh about this issue, I still am curious to see where it goes because I think it's interesting to have these three characters working together to try to find Logan. You can do, like, fuck, Mary Kell with all three of Deken's personalities <laughs> just going on in what? different books right now. Yeah, pretty much. I-, I feel like I hope editorial is going to kind of, you know, get their shit together and kind of realize like, hey, we need consistency. What am I supposed to That's feel about Ken right now? I don't know. This is what we're getting paid for to make things consistent. Like, let's be consistent now. Uh, so moving on to Hunt for Wolverine, Adamantium Agenda. And I feel almost bad saying shitty things about this book because it's Tom Taylor. and I, I really I liked this one. Tom Taylor, did you? I did. It wasn't bad, but... It, uh, the ending to this issue upset me probably more than anything. The 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 opening was funny. It was just straight up funny. The setup made it impossible for anyone but Wolverine to push the switch and detonate this bomb. It was like, oh well, what about if we get like a dead person? Nope, it's gonna check for bio scans. And or like, whatever. what about Luke Cage? Well, you don't know if you can withstand radiation or this specific bomb. And what if we do it from a distance? Nope, it's gonna check if you're standing right in front of it. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, okay. so it so was like, funny. but yeah, and like the thing was that if they like dropped it off a plane or whatever, it would spread for like a mile or something like that. Oh, but yeah. if they pressed the <laughs> button, then it so would only be like feet. 200 feet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, but okay, still, how, how are you going to contain that blast within 200 feet? Like this building is going to get fucked up, but whatever. So this was just like a, a flashback of why the like Avengers all owed Wolverine yeah. something yeah. because, you know, Wolverine said to Luke Cage, like, well, you have a child right, and yeah. you need to be there for him. I don't have fucking anybody for her. Oh, for her. Right. You know, even though Wolverine has like 10 adopted children, basically at this point. <laughs> yeah, that that's true. Uh, not to mention the biological children he eventually killed, but that's a, that's, yeah. that's a story for another time. But yeah, it, like I appreciated that, you know, this was, this was a team of new Avengers back in the day. And so it, it all made sense for them to be together and they did this. And I guess they all promised him that, you know, they would help him, I guess, if he ever needed it. And it's, it was funny. You know, and it's still funny when they get to this fucking, like, uh, this black market meeting on this villainous boat and they're all wearing masks or whatever. 
But um, and Spider Man is wearing his Spider Man mask. It was it, <laughs> yeah, but he put a mask over that oh, too. He did? So yeah, so that oh, okay. that was I think he did. Yeah, that that made it even more funny. But you know, then it ended, and they're like, oh, you know, we're we're tracking this. Uh, you know, they have this DNA sequence or whatever, and it's probably Logan, and it turns out to be Danielle Cage, uh, Luke and Jessica's baby. And so that's why I was kind of like, what the fuck? Like, all right, it's supposed to be a cliffhanger. We're like, why is this happening? We'll find out more next issue. But I'm just sitting there and I'm like, huh, what does this have to do with anything? Or Wolverine right now. You know what I mean? That's what I was wondering, too. I'm sure that we're going to find out. I mean, the reason that they went on the boat anyway, this black market boat, was that they heard some rumors going around that there was going to be this entire DNA sequence for sale. And everybody just assumed that it was Wolverine because it coincided with, you know, his body being missing and stuff. So they're like, okay, so we have to do this for him because we made him a promise. Yeah. So. And I get that. I just, I, I wish that the cliffhanger, and I'm fine with like a silly cliffhanger. I just wish it had tied back into Wolverine somehow or adamantium since it's called adamantium agenda. I may end up fucking loving this miniseries. Again, like, I have faith in Tom Taylor, but, I, again, I felt like kind of, what the fuck ever. All right, you want, you want me to tie this back to Wolverine? Okay. Okay, check this out. <laughs> Danielle Cage, illegitimate love child of Wolverine and Jessica. Uh-huh. She just happens to be a, a person of color. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, so why don't you tie that back for me? Sounds okay. Like you, sounds like you've tied one off, so, Patty. <laughs> you tied off one too many tonight. <sighs> I don't think any of that's going to tie it back anyhow, but I, I give you... I'll tie your tubes. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. All right, fine. So, yeah, again, I have faith in Tom Taylor. I'm sure this will end up being fine and I'll enjoy it, at least I hope, but, um, you know, I kind of felt like, what the fuck after reading this. Uh, so moving on to Old Man Logan, number 39. I really... Don't care about what's happening to old man Logan Same. at all. Uh, that's not why I wanted to talk about this issue. Like, I still, I stand by it. I still think he's going to die. One of our friends on Facebook who's who's reading some of this, like, feels bad for him. Is like, you know, just send him back to his time already and, and let him live in peace. And I'm like, that's not, I don't think that's what's happening here. They're just going to fucking put him through the ringer and then kill him. And in his time, it's not like he would be living in peace anyway. Yeah. Because his world is destroyed. His yeah. wife is dead. Kids are dead. Kids are dead. <laughs> X-Men are dead. Everybody's dead. Uh, just a bunch of fucking inbred redneck hulks. Like, there's really nothing for him in the future. No, not at all. I don't think he should go back to his Send time. Send him to Japan. I think, <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. He likes the Japanese ladies. Um, Who that, doesn't? That's it's true. <laughs> true. So, yeah, but why I liked this issue so much was because of uh, Glob Herman getting a date from Mutant Mingle, which is adorable, by the way. I fucking love that name. And the girl, what is her name? Sasha? She looks so cute. And he's, like, all nervous. And I don't know, just the way that they're talking to each other on this chat was just, like, really, really cute. You know, I, I appreciated seeing Anal and Rockslide and Shark Girl, you know, and they're all like, oh, you know, if Glob could get a date, that gives us hope, too, because of and how fucking freaky like, they look. And they're all just, like, sitting outside and waiting for him. Yeah. It's because they're, like, excited to hear about what happens, and he was just really nervous, and he's like, oh, well, what if she doesn't like me or whatever? And Shark Girl was like, you guys have been fucking talking for months. Yeah. like." Like, she knows what you look like, yep. and she clearly likes you, and, you know, you have to do this. And he even, like, started to put on a jacket. 
<laughs> yeah. And like not like a like a hoodie, but like a you know, a suit jacket. Yeah. And Shark Girl's like, Why why are you wearing a jacket? <laughs> you're you're see through. Um it's like you look ridiculous was... in that. He's like, I look ridiculous without it. <laughs> yeah, so it was really cute. He went to a florist and he's like, oh, yeah. Can I get a dozen roses? Do girls like that? The woman was like first date and he was like yeah and she's like just just one, one is one enough rose. yeah one rose i thought that was so cute it Be- was and okay let me just add this in as a as a side note i have dated a few people before jonathan and two of them gave me roses but they were gas station roses <laughs> so they were not good and they died and like molded like real quick jonathan has gotten me actual roses from like actual flower places and yeah. that's cute okay I'm... so just shout out to jonathan right now oh <laughs> thanks yeah you know this 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 was really adorable i figured something was going to be going on though because like why would they be putting this in there if it, you know if it was just going to run smoothly i was kind of worried that she wasn't going to be real and that yeah, it was going to be she some was like catfishing yeah some like anti-mutant terrorist or, or some shit yeah. like that and <laughs> spoiler you know, alert yeah that's kind of what happened the purifiers were like monitoring their conversation and ended up fucking you know like kidnapping uh, her tying her up and then you know glob comes into it and I, I was happy to see though that it wasn't like a fake profile that they actually knew each other and they were having this genuine conversation and then, you know, he, he gets the fucking bomb strapped to him and they're going to send him into the school. But I'm thinking like, okay, so this is the purifier's plan, right? Just because you think that the adult teams of X-Men are out and it's just the kids that this is going to be a cakewalk? Fuck no. I think that we're going to get to see some of the kids fucking attack the purifiers. Yes. I'm excited to see that. And old man Logan, I'm sure, is going to be sticking around at the school to see Glob come back. And so he's going to be helping out, too. So I'm excited to see all of that. I hope that Sasha makes it out of this alive. I hope that she and Glob become a thing. I know some people don't like Glob, but as somebody who's seen him around for a while, like, he has his faults. He's not a smart guy, but, like, I feel for him, you know? Like, look at him. He yeah. looks like he looks like shit. And even that brief period where he like went to like the bad side for a little bit, like I I understand it and and I understand this guy. I think, you know, he's very self conscious. He's like the epitome of a fucking teenager. Um he's self conscious, he's nervous, and I don't know. I get it. So I can identify with him because I remember what it was like to be like that. I mean, you know, you couldn't like see through my gelatinous body, through <laughs> my bones and whatever, but still I, I get it. Uh, yeah, I just, I really liked this. I was so happy to find out that Sasha was real mm. and she knew who he was. You know, they didn't just, you know, use her picture or anything. Yeah. And she was like concerned about him and he for her. And uh, the reason that the purifiers did this was because they were like monitoring the X teams kind of and saw that both teams were gone. So the only people in the school were going to be the kids. Obviously they didn't know about old man Logan. And that's obviously why old man Logan left when he did so that he wouldn't have to say goodbye to anybody. Yeah. I just, I just hope that, you know, we see the kids like fuck shit up old man Logan realizing that, you know, he's got 60 children that he needs to take care of. 
He can't just he can't just leave all these fucking he can't just leave Quentin Choir. Like oh, stop. Quentin Choir is going to fucking destroy the world if Logan isn't there. Come Listen, on. Listen, old man Logan is too old to be dealing with Quentin Choir's <laughs> shit. They're gonna bring young Lo- young Logan, young man Harry Logan back, mm. and he can deal with Clinton Choir shit some more. Yeah, got them Barra titties. All right, so uh, last new comic we're going to talk about is all new Wolverine number thirty five, and uh, this is not only the conclusion to the story arc of old woman Laura, but uh, the conclusion to the series, which is kind of sad. It was. You know, it's a nice setup to see them, you know, far in the future and fucking Gabby is kicking ass and Kamala Khan is president. I'm like, yeah, I'd vote for her right now. And, you know, everybody's happy except for Dr. Doom is the last piece of shit on Earth. So, yeah, so we've got this team, Kate Bishop and Carol Danvers and fucking Janet Van Dyne. Uh, Maria Hill just got killed and they're all going to take on. (laughs) Yeah, right. They're all going to take on Doom. And I'm like, this is Doom's plan. To take Laura's body. And I'm just thinking to myself, like, Dr. Doom is going to be so fucking sexy. But, okay. <laughs> so, when when I read your notes on this, I was like, to take her body. And I was like, yeah, not- I just I just realized now, like, to harvest her body. To, yeah. like, transfer his consciousness into her body. Not ravish her. Right, right, right. No, no. That's not what I thought. I just thought, like, he just wants to clone it or something. But, yeah, uh, I forgot that. Um, You know, he wanted to... Like, transfer his consciousness into her? Yeah, because his body, you know, yeah. he said that he's like, my physical, my intellectual form, it's it's starting to, to go. So I need to transfer all of that into you. Now... And she's like, ha, just kidding. I'm dying right, too, you bitch. Glaring plot hole right there, though. I'm thinking, like, Dr. Doom, like, one of the smartest people on Earth, one of the most cunning and sadistic people on Earth, has intel. Like... But doesn't know that Laura, that Laura's actually dying. I called bullshit on that. He did mention, I believe, that like his intellect was starting to go, so I could maybe excuse it there. But, but how uh, would he have known? I, because he's Doctor Fucking Doom. He knows everything. He, you know, I mean, he knew what Laura and Gabby were up to. He said that he like put this plan in motion to get Laura's attention so she would come find him in Latveria so she could so he could take her body. You know? So he's got intel. He knows well, what's going on. Maybe she in the was world. like doing stuff on off the radar, you know? Maybe. And like, you know, they have Cecilia Reyes and stuff and Yeah. You know, so, so maybe like I mean and you know with with uh HIPAA, you know <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Doctor Doom can take over the whole universe. Right. He cannot penetrate those HIPAA laws. Right. Right. Okay, fine. Um you know, and I'm not gonna shit on it too much because I I could I could see them getting around it anyway, but I just I thought that was that was a little off. But you know, I guess you have to kind of suspend your belief there. So whatever. Uh, This was great, though. It it was really satisfying to see this. He realizes that she is in so much pain, cannot believe that she's living with this, tries to run back to his own body, but the foot claw is already, like, through him, and his body is dying. So she just fucking killed Dr. Doom. That is an amazing accomplishment. Seeing Doom not being able to put up with Laura deals with on a daily basis because she's you know, her body is failing her and she's in constant pain yeah. just reminds me so much of myself. And that honestly made me like so happy because I have a chronic pain condition and I'm just like, honestly, like I don't think you can put like a normal person into my body and have them handle this. And I just, that just made me happy. I know that that's not what his intentions were, 
but you know there aren't a lot of disabled characters yeah. in the comic books I get so you, you make the connections where you can i get exactly exactly what you're saying so this was cool how she fucking managed to defeat him and that's it no more doom she accomplished her fucking goal but then you know she's still dying and so here's where we get kind of silly but i get it at the same time She's, you know, Laura's rages go. She's ready to die right there, having accomplished her her mission. And Gabby's like, fuck noble sacrifices. You're going to enjoy some of this utopia that you helped build. You know, we're going to look at fucking aliens, doctors, whoever the fuck, you know, sorcerers. We're going to find a way for you to keep on living. And, you know, that was so fucking sweet because I thought that that was going to be the end, that Laura was just going to be like, okay, I'm dying now. I'm dead. Mm -hmm. But no, Gabby is just fucking so good so pure so precious love her yeah so and and to be honest like as i was looking at that and i'm like okay this is kind of silly i'm thinking about what's the alternative they could have ended it with her dying and that would have been the fucking predictable right ending and that's what i thought so and and it wouldn't have felt like all new wolverine you know because i mean there's always been a lot of positivity throughout uh this series Tom Taylor has been great doing that, you know? Like, it gets serious, sure, but there's always something positive going on. And I really enjoy it. And so, yeah, it would have been too cliche and too much of a downer to end the series that way. So they kind of left it open like she's going to survive somehow. Maybe. We don't know for sure, but probably. So I I really did enjoy that. It was also cool kind of seeing some of these characters in the future. It's like Thor looking really old with the fucking beard. And poor Rocket. Like, yeah. he look, he's an animal. I get it. He looked like an old dog. You know what I mean? He like, was you can just cute. tell. He was, but he looked like he had seen some shit. I was kind of upset, though, that there wasn't like a letters page at the end with like the creators writing something to the fans. You know, I, I just, I loved this series. I decided to look back our, our very first episode, which please don't go back and listen to, by the way, but our very first episode. We only talked about, like, three comics, and all-new Wolverine number 10 was one of them. You know, like, we have both consistently loved this series, and it's sad to see it end. Yeah, this is, like, one of my favorite X-Men series ever. I loved it so much. There have probably been very few, if any, moments that I just didn't like. So I'm really sad to see it go, but, you know, we still have him in X-Men Red, so. Oh, yeah. So, would you fuck a noble sacrifice? You know I would. Would you want to make rescue come? Mm-hmm. Regardless, if you partake in some mutant mingling, you remember to always wear protection while we take a commercial break. The weather is getting hot, so make sure you stay hydrated by drinking plenty of Geekade. Does it have electrolytes or some other fancy buzzword that has no meaning like yeet, synergy, or capitalism? Not at all, comrade. Geekade.com is a website to help you stay hydrated in nerdiness. How do I drink a nerd? Start with a fancy dinner. Geekade.com is a website where you'll find tons of articles, videos, and podcasts about video games, comic books, TV shows, and movies. Wow, a whole website dedicated to geekdoms. Well, if the internet approves of it, it must be good for you. Get your daily serving of geekiness on geekade.com today. Okay, let's be real. The Wolverine and the X-Men cartoon is never going to get a second season. Why would you say that in front of the children? But you love the X-Men, we love the X-Men, and so does the Facebook page, One Million to Save Wolverine and the X-Men. It's okay, kids. I think Mommy just had too much of her special drink. 
One Million to Save Wolverine and the X-Men is a place for fans to get news, check out sweet artwork, and even buy awesome original merchandise. Of course Hugh Jackman is real, sweetie. Let's leave some Vegemite out and maybe he'll grant us no worries. Help fulfill all of your X-Men needs by following One Million to Save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook today. So for this month's Mutant Memories, we're going to be talking about the first appearances of Legion, which spanned the issues uh, New Mutants 26, 27, and 28. Right. Uh, his first actual appearance, I think, was uh, in number 25, but he didn't really do anything. So here's, Cameo. We, yeah, here's where we get more of like what he can actually do and what the fuck his deal is. I am so happy that a character like this got introduced while Senkowicz was the artist uh, because like this needed to be abstract and trippy. And that's what fucking, I'm probably not even saying it right, Senkowicz can do on art. So I'm, I'm so happy he was doing the artwork on New Mutants during this time. He, David just looks so fucking freaky, throwing shit around, hovering above the bed, and like just looks fucking gross. He's on- It's like the fucking exorcist. Yeah, basically. Uh, like the words and word balloons are twisted and i love the detail when they have like this one panel it's like a close-up of his face and his hair and it says he 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 in his hair with like this twisted smile on his face you know we kind of know that like he's autistic and you know it's just it's weird seeing him like just kind of he's got like you know the the brain capacity of a child like the the function of a child but like all this twisted shit is going on just like right inside of his head and like fire comes out of his hands but apparently he sounds like a girl and i don't know just like imagine reading this for the first time when it came out like knowing nothing about the character and just how fucking freaky this would look so yeah so i mean the whole setup is you know some of the new mutants are visiting muir island with xavier because he's been called in to help this kid david and you know at this point xavier doesn't know that david is his own kid yet oops but um yeah so i mean not much of the focus is actually on the new mutants but i did appreciate this issue uh with uh warlock in there and again sankowich doing an amazing job with warlock looking really twisted and the fucking dude is whistling a bird like he's just whistling a picture of a bird it's so cute he's talking to the blackbird the fucking jet like and it's he, what he was like he was like talking to it and he was like thank you <laughs> it's it's gonna be hard for you to come past this point but i'll come visit you if you get lonely and i was yeah, just like the- i love him so much and again we don't know much about this character yet either because he's still pretty new and so you know i i don't know this was you know it starts off very kind of like it starts off very lighthearted, contrasted to whatever the fuck is going on with david which we don't know at this point um and of course the thing that really ruined it for me was uh wolfsbane being a self-centered bitch because Moira ran and hugged Banshee first, and she's like, oh, she doesn't love me. Oh, my God. I fucking hate Rain. She's such a whiny bitch. I I just, I can't. And she's always, like, complaining about Ilyana, that she's (laughs) the devil or whatever, (laughs) and Reverend Craig. Just shut the fuck up, bitch. Yeah, seriously. Like, I don't give any fucks about you at all. And, okay, so... This is also telling of the time that these books came out when, you know, Chris Claremont could just, you know, throw around these medical terms without knowing what the fuck they meant. 
And, you know, nobody, like, fact-checked him or anything. He's just like, yeah, he's autistic. He's schizophrenic or whatever. And Xavier was, like, asking Moira, like, what do you think triggered his autism? Well, okay. First of all, <laughs> bitch, obviously there's comorbidity. You can be autistic and have schizophrenia. Yeah, but, that's what they said. But I know. But you're born with autism. It doesn't just pop up one day. I, I know. And, <laughs> and and also, he was initially referred to as schizophrenic. Right. When it, that wasn't the case. It was just what a lot of people think is what schizophrenic means. Right. He's really has... Dissociative dis- identity disorder. Yeah, dissociative yeah. identity disorder, which right. was previously called multiple personality disorder. Right. So that's one thing that really bothers me reading these books. <laughs> and there's something else that bothers me that we'll get to. All right. Well, thank you, Dr. Patty. You're welcome. But I, I think the definition of the, of um, schizophrenia has changed since then, and so has the diagnosis. I, I 100% agree, and I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I'm just saying for the time that it was in, uh, over 30 years ago, that that's how they were still talking about this stuff. Kind of brings us back to what we were talking about earlier. But at the same time, I'm looking at that period of history, and that's how they were talking about this shit then. Um, No, I I understand. That's what I'm saying. This was obviously... It shows its time. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah. So then we, you know, cut to this interlude, which didn't really have much to do with anything happening in this issue in this issue but i nonetheless appreciated was emma fucking smacking around empath for manipulating firestar like i fucking loved this so much not just because of um fucking uh manuel being rapey but um he tries to use his powers on the White Queen, so then she fakes that she's, like, falling for it, and then lifts him the fuck up and turns his powers off. That was great. This is why I love Emma Frost. Period. End of paragraph. Moving on. <laughs> no, I really I really like that, too, and... Honestly, his powers are really rapey, and how yes. he uses them are very rapey. Yes. He's a great villain. Like he's, he he's, is. Like he's you cannot like him. Right. Like he's a smarmy piece of like overconfident piece of shit. Who's gonna take him down a peg? Emma fucking Frost. Speaking of pegging, <laughs> no. Tying it all back to anal penetration. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so they're in Scotland. So of course, who the fuck do they run into? Nobody else but Reverend Craig. Who used to, you know, tell fucking Wolfsbane that she's evil. she's evil and, like, have the fucking, you know, like, mutiny of villagers with their pickaxes. And torches. Pick, torches and pickforks and pickforks? Pick, pickforks. Pickforks? Yep. The pickaxes? Pickaxes is a thing. I don't know about pickforks, but do there you are think pitchforks. That they use, yeah, that's what I was thinking of. Uh-huh. Yeah. So what do, do you think that they had, like, torches or do you think they used those tiki torches? Uh, oh, shit. I didn't pay close enough attention. I don't know if tiki torches were a thing in Scotland back then. I don't know too much about um, importing and exporting of Scotland in the mid-1980s, <laughs> but I, I don't know. That's what Wikipedia is for. Somebody, True. Somebody check. Yeah, but even Reverend Craig showing up, you know, wasn't really anything. You know, it was a couple of panels, and then the New Mutants just ran away. And they were just like, fuck off. And then bitch. again, another interlude with uh, Lee Forrester and Magneto having sex. And speaking of Magneto coming... 
so yeah, so there were these weird little interludes, and and that's fine, you know that that's to kind of keep the interest, you know, jump back and forth to these different plot lines going on. It was just kind of weird because you know this was all really about David, and you know one of David's personalities blows up the lab where Moira and Wolfsbane are, and again, I fucking hate her. The two lab hands. Yeah, Tom Corsi and Sharon Friedlander. Yes. Yeah, they got fucking taken out somewhere, too. Um, Yeah, they were taken out before Charles made contact with David. And, like, their bodies were fine. They weren't burnt or anything from the fire. But their consciousness wasn't there. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah, Moira couldn't figure out what it was. Yeah. So, you know, now that Xavier is involved... um, you know, he thinks that there's multiple things going on. He thinks that David's uh, telepathic, telekinetic, and a pyro. And they were calling it pyrotic. Makes me think that it's like pyroerotic. I, I, I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. It but, um, is. Again, it's, it's really trippy. They actually go inside of his mind. And, you know, David is yelling father to Charles. And, oh, there's your fucking revelation that you are daddy. Uh, yeah. It's like a fucking episode of Maury. Like... <laughs> Xavier kept asking Gabrielle yeah. Holler, David's mom, like, is there something is, you're not telling me? Is there something you're not telling me? Do we need to talk about something? You do, are the do I do I know everything that there is to need to know about this kid? Because I might need to know more to be able to, which like clearly seemed to indicate to me like he clearly knows more, and he's like, I'm not going to probe her. Yeah. I've already done that to her. I couldn't possibly do that again. Yeah, right. And I'm just like... Stop. Listen, bitch, you have no fucking moral qualms. You're fucking <laughs> Professor Xavier. You're a dick-ass bitch. Mm-hmm. And whatever. Mm-hmm. Dick-ass bitch and whatever. Dick-ass bitch. There's the episode title right there. Dick-ass <laughs> bitch and whatever. Uh, so moving on to the next issue. Uh, yeah, well, we're... we're you know, oh, we're just, we're just doing whatever. We're just keep going. Well, yeah, no, we're in the middle of issue 27 now. And this is when we're actually getting into David's mind. And again, going back to the artwork, the tank and the helicopter and the fucking dreary landscape. It was all so fucking cool. There's this huge splash page with the fucking Eiffel Tower right in there. And it's really cool to see this kind of shit because, you know, I mean, now the the paper is different in comic books and the way the art's done is different. But this still was just so fucking epic and ballsy for fucking Bill Sankiewicz to be doing this. And it looked amazing. Yeah. And and it's kind of weird, too, because, like, his art style is pretty consistent. Like, I follow him on social media and I see some of, like, his more current stuff. And it's still very similar to what he was doing back in the day. But I have to say, this is kind of, it's kind of a weird thing to throw in there. He did, and he guessed it on an issue of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles recently that IDW <laughs> is doing. It was weird seeing him draw the Ninja Turtles, because they were not how I imagined he would draw the Ninja Turtles. He should get back on X-Men. That's just a <laughs> little aside. Um, so uh, when we get into David's mind, we see that there are three personalities that yeah. like kind of control him. Yeah, so we're there's meeting, we're meeting people. Yeah, Gang, gang's all here. So there's Jack Wayne, uh-huh. who is uh, you know your uh, Walker Texas Ranger racist. <laughs> yeah, and you're racist. <laughs> you know Walker Texas Ranger. Okay, so he is the telekinetic. Yeah, right? he's, okay. he, he's the telekinetic guy. He's the telekinetic. And he keeps referring to this guy as the Arab. 
So, okay, here here is the other problem that I had with these three issues. It's just blatant racism. Yeah, fucking calling Moonstar Hiawatha. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, so... I feel like Chris Claremont, like, I don't feel like this was actually Claremont, like, expressing how he feels about Arabs and Native Americans. I like, think it was just, you know, it was, uh, you know, like, share wearing the native headdress and stuff it's just what you did in the 80s you just appropriated and used racial slurs stop i feel like claremont like like accurately caught who jack wayne was because let's be real this is supposed to be a john wayne type character who doesn't appear as racist but he's racist you know what i mean so So this is like (laughs) so this isn't you know claremont's feelings here right right he's capturing the character, but it's still weird. To and the read. other characters <laughs> also call him the Arab. Yeah, like and Xavier I'm... starts calling him this Arab. What? To to be fair, we don't know the dude's <laughs> name yet. So how else are you gonna refer to him? Like, uh, you know, you're just gonna refer to him as the Arab, so everybody knows who you're talking about. Right, I, I right, guess. yeah. Everybody's just fucking racisting all over the place. No, but this gives some more backstory. You know what I mean? Like. We, David, like, went into this state when he was 10 years old because this fucking terrorist tried to kill him, and David absorbed the fucking terrorist. And so now there's and, been, like, nightmares and shit, and this Arab fe- feeds David's nightmares, and David makes them real in his head. The Arab is... Telepathic. He's the telepathic yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other one is Cindy, who S- is... Cindy Lauper. Yeah, she's she's a badass like punk bitch yeah. with like a don't give a fuck attitude. Uh-huh. I really like her. I can relate. Yeah, and she's the pyrotic. <laughs> she's the pyroerotic of the group. Yeah, I love. I can her relate to that so too much. Me too. She's so hardcore and badass, and just exactly like Cindy Lauper was in the eighties. It just like snaps her fingers and a fucking plane just fucking explodes. And she was like talking to like. More or whatever, and they're like, why should we trust you? You blew up our love. And she's like, well, what else do you want me to do? I'm fucking bored in here. And she's flirting with Cypher? Yeah. Oh, man. She, like, she, like, calls him, like, a dork or something, and yeah. she was like, just kidding. I want to fuck. Yeah, it's, it's, I, I don't know. I really loved her. Um, And so, then moving on to number uh 28, it was just, it's really interesting that, um, because th- this setup, it actually makes this Arab, we still don't know his name yet, we're going to learn it, to actually be the bad guy. You know, if David is God, like the line is, David is God and Arab's his master. So like all these terrible things are going on and it's, you know, really this Arab person who's pulling all of the strings. And it's like shown in a previous issue that there's like this dome yeah. that the Arab is protecting and he like, what's his name, Jack? Yeah, Jack Wayne was saying like, "Oh, he's um like containing him, so he like he's like trapping David in there, yeah, in yeah. there, and like you know we can't get into there or whatever and save him." Yeah, but you know we do get in there, you know, because they're like, "Okay, well if I can imagine it, I can do it." So then, yeah, right, they yeah. get into the fucking dome, um, and so then we get the Arab's name. It's uh, Jamal Karami, and so there's a psychic battle. Uh, and it's it's really cool to see Xavier and Moonstar team up, but then we get you know we we find out that Jack probably isn't such a good guy. We've kind of been getting that for a little bit now, but you know like David's mind, it's all these crystals that are broken up in this fucking dome, and um, you know the Arab really isn't evil. 
he was when he was alive, but, you know, now being, you know, his, like, life force being inside David, he's had time to, like, think about it and realize, like, hey, I was a piece of shit, and I don't want to be a piece of shit anymore. And so, yeah, basically, uh, Danny single-handedly convinces Jack and Jamal to work on repairing the crystals so David can go back to some semblance of normalcy. And basically, Jack, Jamal, and Cindy have to, like, kind of share this space in David's head on top of David's own personality. You know, it was cool to see, you know, this fucking terrorist. He had a complete change of heart. He's basically trapped in this psychic prison forever, but still, he doesn't want to be a bad guy. It's still sort of a sad ending because David is still autistic. He still has issues, and there's still these three people living in his head with him. And uh, Jack Jack turned out to be the bad guy. Pretty much, yeah. So there you go. So and like your whenever, whenever like he takes over, like he does bad stuff. Yeah, like it's like not he's the bad one. Yeah, it's not it's not the last you're gonna see of right. these characters. Right. This was just like the setup, but I thought it was a really, really interesting and effective setup. And I'm gonna again, I'm gonna mention the art one more fucking time. This guy, Bill yes. Sandwich, is amazing. Yeah, uh, I'm loving his artwork. And so while we're on the topic of Legion, uh, we might as well talk about the TV show. I mean, since the last time we have, since the last episode, only two more episodes have come out. There's not like a ton to say. We've got a little bit more progress on it. One of the episodes was the branching paths where it's like, oh, what could have happened if David went this way or what could have happened if David went that way? And it was a really, really fucking sad episode. It's kind of weird to see it in the middle of the second season, but I guess... um, Filler. (laughs) Yeah, kind of a filler episode. Uh, But also at the same time, I feel like, you know, he needs to have been established this much for it to kind of work. Like, you couldn't have made this the first or second episode of the series at all. So it it sort of makes sense. And it was kind of nifty to see, but it was still really sad nonetheless. To see him, like, strung out on drugs and then even fucking getting just split in half. Um, and then, you know, the last, uh, the last episode that we just watched, you have those little fucking creatures from the fucking eggs crawling in everybody's head and they yeah. had to fucking take that out. Tapeworm. <laughs> yeah, right? Uh, so yeah, that was kind of fucking gross. And we see, uh, Fukuyama, who he really is. He's just some dude. Yeah, he's just a guy with a basket on his head. Just a guy with a basket on his head, same. Yeah. I can identify with that. Yeah. Sometimes you just gotta sit with a basket on your and, head. And, uh... Also, can identify to those ladies just with the mustache, because that's what I did today. I was just a lady with a mustache. Oh, my yeah, cosplay. cosplay. I was like, wait a second, what? You don't? Okay. Yep. But, uh, yeah, no, I, I I really liked this uh, this this last episode. It was cool to see uh, future Sid talk with the Shadow King, and something more is still going on with with that. I I don't I don't know what to. Like, what to make out of all of it or what's going to happen with them going forward. But I will say this. I mean, the tag for this season was like, okay, well, if the first season was David is the insane person in a sane world, this season is David is the sane one in an insane world. So there's probably... Insane clown posse. What the fuck is that? What have to do with insane clown fuck? posse? I don't know. I'm tired. <laughs> So yeah, but I'm I'm really curious to see what's going to happen going forward. I'm loving this series. Um, I know a lot of people out there do. I know. Well, stop with the fucking what? <laughs> what is with, with it's you? It's called and product Ma- placement. What is it with you and McDonald's today? We saw a Happy Meal in a car. Just it was just sitting there, yeah, and I was like, the Jonathan, 
the box. I'm gonna I'm gonna treat you to a happy meal today. No, I don't want to eat McDonald's. I don't want to eat diarrhea. I was so fucking what? No, what? what? I was already so fucking tired. Why am I gonna put McDonald's on top of that? I don't know. That's just a I don't I, I don't know either. So that'll do it. For this episode of Mutant Musings, thanks for joining us, and don't forget to leave us a comment on geekade.com, 1 million to save Wolverine and the X-Men on Facebook, leave us feedback on iTunes, and follow us on Instagram to check out some of our favorite X images at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast. What did you think of Legion's first appearance and story arc? How much do you really care about Shadowcat and Colossus getting married? Join us next time when we'll be discussing new comics and some news. And until then, EF was right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs>